You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Welcome on into the Tuesday Locked On College Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, so you get me, Zach Blackerby of Locked On Auburn, and Isaiah Hole with Locked On Wolverines and Wolverines Wire. How are you doing, bud? I need it to be Saturday. What the hell, man? Yeah, it sounds like you were not able to sleep. You you can't sleep? You're so hyped up for Big Ten action? Is that what's happening? It's it's exactly what's happening, right? I mean, it's all starting this week. College football starts in earnest this week. The preseason is over, man. I've kind of enjoyed how easy it's (laughs) been to follow... All of the games happening, and now with the Big Ten adding, you know, a handful of relevant games every Saturday, it's gonna you got to get a little bit more creative with kind of your your viewing experience. You kind of got to be a little bit more strategic with everything. I, I thought you were gonna say something about Rutgers coming in and screwing everything up, and you know, confusing the college football landscape. But uh, you know what? Historians can, uh, they still contend that they lost meaning of whatever a Rutgers is centuries ago. So sure. Uh, yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit more of a cluster, that's for sure. But that's why we love college football. It's gonna be that much more fun. Exactly. Yep. You know, I miss the cluster, right? Like when when I'm when I'm flipping through noon games, and granted, I'm not gonna have that chance anymore because Michigan starting up, I'll be at their games and everything like that. But right. when I'm flipping through the channels, I don't want just the choice between you know Kansas State, TCU, and you know, Clemson, and for some for some reason they're playing Citadel for the fourth time. I don't want those being my only options. I want I want to be constantly flipping between game to game to game to game to game. I want to be like overwhelmed with the amount of options at my disposal. Well, we'll get that. We will get that, and we'll talk about the Big Ten in just a moment. Let's wrap up this past weekend first. This Georgia-Alabama matchup, it kind of says what we were talking about over the past few weeks here on Locked on College Football, at least the Tuesday edition of the show, Isaiah. I mean, Georgia, its they're a good football team, but they're not at that top, you know, cream of the crop level like I think Georgia folks think they are. Um, and Alabama's still way better than everyone else. Exactly. That's exactly what we've been saying. Listen, I heard... So much delusion all week from Georgia fans. Uh, just around the Twitter sphere, listening to Sirius XM radio, some of this delusion that was coming out of Athens and the surrounding area. Listen, I love Georgia as, as a state. I spent my summers in Atlanta. Uh, I, I have an affinity for all things Atlanta. My heart broke when the Atlanta Braves lost to the Dodgers. I'll tell you what, so so my my co-host is real quick. My co-host on my morning show, huge Braves fan, biggest Braves fan I know. They're up 3-1. He buys World Series tickets, Isaiah. Yeah. I I mean, I've been following the Braves since 1991. I I, I think you you need to know better than that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So he's trying to sell them today. So if you need need tickets to uh, Game 3 Friday, give me a call. Yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. But anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Go ahead. But here's the thing about the the people in Athens. I've seen this story play out before in Ann Arbor, right? 2018. Michigan, you're favored going up, uh, going into Columbus. Michigan, you're going to win. You're going to do it. 
And everyone's like, you know what? Michigan might be that team. Michigan might be the team that's going to be able to challenge Alabama, might be able to challenge Clemson. Guess what? Not the case. That's the same thing Georgia's in. Right, Georgia, some of these fans were sitting there talking about how Stetson Bennett the fourth is the second coming of Fran Tarkenton. Are you kidding me? Right. What? Like, dude's played three games, and he's been a lesser version of Jake Fromm. He's been okay. He hasn't been bad until he met up with Alabama. But listen, there's a reason why Alabama is Alabama. Ole Miss wasn't going to have Alabama's full attention going in. Guess what? Georgia was. There's a huge difference between Alabama having a not great game against Ole Miss and Alabama having to play against Georgia. They're not going to sleep on you. That's not what's going to happen. There were Georgia fans talking about this being a shutout Mm -hmm. against the best offense in the country. Delusion. And then you got Alabama on the other side that it's just business as usual for them. They lose Tua. They lose two receivers to the first round of the NFL draft. And at times they look even better than they were last year. And so it's just kind of in the SEC, every team has kind of, you know, been exposed with the exception of Alabama. And I think Georgia's your clear-cut number two. And then probably Florida, your number three. But the gap between Georgia and Florida and where Alabama is, it is uh, it is very, very drastic. And so much so, and we'll talk about this as we wrap up the show, but it's like, is there a chance that there's two SEC teams in the college football playoff? Unless Georgia can get that rematch with Alabama in Atlanta at the end of the year in the SEC championship game, and they win... I think that's the only possible way we can uh, they can do that, but we'll uh, we can touch on that in just a moment. Let's uh, let's talk about the Big Ten starting up this weekend, Isaiah, in just a moment, right here on Locked On College Football. But first, I gotta tell you about this service that has saved me thousands of dollars in my in 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 the last few years in my life. All of that. Do you know about this? Do you know about this, Zach? I do. RockAuto.com? Yeah, it saved me money as well, but it sounds like you've got a lot of car issues in the past, but uh, fortunately all those are gone now uh, thanks to RockAuto.com. Absolutely. RockAuto.com, it's a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to RockAuto.com and shop for auto or body parts, you can do so from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything, engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, Timing belts, which is what I needed for my old Cadillac, and even new carpet. You know what? If it's your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and I can attest to that. And guess what? They're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts by going to a store? Listen, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And Isaiah, do you feel like you're always... On, I mean, everything's just so go go go. I mean, you are putting up content at, at Wolverine's Wire and, and and you know putting up locked on Wolverine's podcast. And I, I know folks listening, 
um, are like, man, yeah, I'm working all the time. I don't get any kind of free time to myself, whether it's, you know, work or friends, family, a million different social issues going on. Well, Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are your time to chill. Even if your team isn't playing this year, while most of our teams are, there's still plenty of teams and sports on TV that can give you the excuse to chill and drink a beer. You deserve it. Watching football is the most therapeutic thing to fans, unless you're an Auburn fan, and it is uninterrupted me time, an excuse to chill and drink beer. So, I highly encourage you to check out our good friends at Coors Light. We know that you've heard of them. I mean, it is the beer that I choose when I need to unwind and just chill. So, when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at GetCoorsLight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. All right, Isaiah, it's a big weekend for you, brother. The Big Ten is back. Run us through the slate of games. Well, obviously, the the big one that is uh, that is taking place right out the gates here is uh, the one that I will be going to in Minneapolis. Uh, ranked on ranked matchup between Michigan and Minnesota. No idea what to expect between those two teams. Yeah, I have Michigan winning by like a point or two. But at the same time, these are two relatively evenly matched teams. Uh, and, but at the same time, uh, Michigan is more talented top to bottom than Minnesota. But Minnesota has the established quarterback, so that's going to be exciting to see. Um, but it all starts out on Friday, actually, right? Illinois at Wisconsin. Uh, can Lovey Smith pull out another, uh, an, 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 you know, another upset? Another one that uh, kind of comes out of nowhere. They return. Brandon Peters, they have some good playmakers. Milo Eifler is my dude from the All-American game back in 2016. Uh, I'm a big fan of his, so Mm -hmm. excited to see how that works out, especially against Graham Mertz, the new-look quarterback at Wisconsin. And no Jonathan Taylor, so it'll be really interesting to see what the Badgers are. Sure. Uh, Rutgers at Michigan State. Uh, Or is, uh, you know, the battle for the situation trophy. It's uh, that's that, that should exist, by the way. Sure. It's uh, Rutgers is going to get to have uh, they, they have a couple quarterback options. We can our tour Sikowski uh, and Verdal. Uh, Greg Schiano is the new head coach there. New head coach as well at Michigan State and Michigan State lost like a t- pretty much half of its roster as far as uh, guys who would be playing. Uh, this past offseason, and you're installing new systems on both sides of the ball. They are pretty inept last year. I think that could be actually a pretty interesting matchup. Iowa at Purdue, uh, that's going to be uh, – I don't know if it's going to be interesting or not. Jeff Brom has uh, co- coronavirus, so sounds like he's not going to be a part of that. Yikes. Uh, so, uh, But Rondale Moore, you know, will, will Iowa be able to slow down Rondale Moore now that he opted back in? I don't know much about what Iowa brings to the table now that uh, their nine-year quarterback. They always have nine-year quarterbacks in uh, Iowa City. I don't know if you know that. No doubt. Uh, I don't know why they get extra eligibility, but that their quarterback from uh, last year is gone. Uh, so we'll see what the Hawkeyes end up uh, bringing to the table. I think the sneaky good good game that could be coming this pat, uh, upcoming Saturday is Penn State at Indiana. Indiana, I think, is going to be really good this year how come and well 
Michael Penix Jr., quarterback, was really showing out last year before he uh, had a season-ending injury. Their defense has been really good. They return an elite receiver in Watt Fillior. Uh, they've got a really good running back in Stevie Scott. I, I, they just have everything kind of working for them. They're this team that's been like on the fringe of being really good. Like they can hang with really good teams, but they can't beat them. Right. Like yeah. they've taken Michigan to overtime twice in the last uh, five years, but they haven't beaten Michigan since 1986. So they just haven't been able to take down those big teams except for Michigan state. So I'm curious to see Penn State. People are really high on them. But at the same time, I mean, they lose a lot of talent. They lose their best overall player due to opt out. Micah Parsons, the linebacker, he's going to be a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So uh, I'm curious to see what that ends up being. Maryland at Northwestern. I think we can all go ahead and just sleep through that one. (laughs) Uh, But the, the other game that I'm looking forward to is Nebraska at Ohio State. Not as much because of Nebraska and the fighting Scott Frosts, but uh, what does Ohio State do? They're ranked number five right now. I think we can all agree they're at worst the third best team in the country. Justin Fields is back. Whole complement of guys that could have gone early are back. Uh, They do have to reload a bit because they lost 10 players to the NFL draft this last year. But will Ryan Day get to, will he have another undefeated regular season? In his second year as head coach, I mean, I think that they are as elite as they come. So I'm curious to see how that game plays out. Yeah, I'm curious to see my, my storyline in watching Ohio State is can Justin Fields do enough in a limited amount of games to win the Heisman? Or is it Trevor Lawrence's award to, to lose? I, I think that's going to be kind of the, one of the fun things to watch about Ohio State, especially in these games like this weekend where it's like, okay, it would take a, a lot to happen for Ohio State to lose this game. But can they do enough as far as style points go to get Justin Fields um, kind of th- to be the next Heisman Trophy winner? That's that's what I'm watching for. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know if that, that's going to be the case just because it feels like Trevor Lawrence is just like he's owed this Heisman, right? Yeah. Like he's just – you should just give it to him. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be Kyle Pitts. But, you know, nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence should just get it, you know. No matter what he does at this point. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's every year we kind of do this whole thing of how much are you supposed to lump in like career stuff to it. But it's like, it's almost impossible not to. I mean, even if Trevor has a great season, it's going to be even better just because of everything he did in the offseason. I mean, he started talking about the whole, you know, we want to play movement and a lot of players kind of rallied behind him because he was kind of the face of college football. And so you saw Fields do it as well. And I think that's, um, I think that says a lot about those two guys. As far as uh, as far as previewing this weekend for the Big Ten, anything else you want to make sure we dive into, brother? Um, not really. I mean, I just want to see what uh, what happens. Obviously, uh, being in Minneapolis, it's going to be cold there. Sure, it's supposed to be when I leave Ann Arbor. It's supposed to be seventy three, and it's going to be a high of thirty four in Minneapolis. Gross. So That's disgusting. That, it is. It's very disgusting, but. Now, I just want to see what uh, what these ranked teams look like because I think that uh, a lot of people are putting a lot of uh, a lot of pressure on Wisconsin and Penn State, particularly when I think that they lost a lot of key pieces. And a lot of people say, "Well, hey, they're they're right there; they're ready to do it." I I don't think we know that. And Michigan flying under the radar, but I think the same kind of thing. I don't think we know what Michigan's really truly going to be. Uh, will Joe Milton be that? Difference maker at quarterback. I mean, 
We keep on hearing Urban Myers call him Cam Newton. Matt Leinert said, think Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen. You had P.J. Flett come out yesterday and say he's a once-in-a-decade talent. So uh, I, I'm curious to see who ends up emerging as that number two team behind Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fun to see. And we'll get a few answers this weekend. I think it's going to be next weekend where we get a lot more answers to those questions. But we'll talk about that. Then, All right, in just a moment, we will talk about the team that can challenge Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State next right here on Locked On College Football. Zach and Isaiah here with you. All right, yeah, so I think the top three teams in the country are pretty clear. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, I think it's in that order currently. I may change my, my answer to Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson in a few weeks, but I think the big question here is, who's the fourth team in college football right now? You know what? I think that's a really difficult question to answer, right? Because a lot of people have been really high on Notre Dame. They're currently uh, ranked up in that number four spot, or number three, I think, actually. And uh, you know what? They're going to, unlike most years where they have something of a they have a difficult schedule, but sometimes it becomes a cakewalk because the Pac-12 doesn't hold up its end of the bargain. Uh, you know, they're going to have to play Clemson. They did not look impressive at all this past weekend against Louisville. Uh, so that'll be something to kind of look out for. Uh, but looking still at the independence, I mean, BYU's just sitting there at five and O and I, I mean, I don't know that they play anybody, you know, doubt for the rest of the season. I actually yeah. pretty sure they don't. I mean, Texas State, Western Kentucky, Boise State. I don't even know who UNA is in San Diego State. I mean, that's not exactly a murderer's row, but if you go undefeated through that, just, you know, despite the having kind of a loose schedule, I mean, y- you might get a shot. You're, you're a little bit better than a group of five type team. So uh, otherwise, I really have no idea. There's just really no one out there that really stands out to me. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the scenario with Georgia. Like, can they can they get another shot at Alabama and beat them in Atlanta? Uh, I think you and I both don't really see that happening. I see them getting to Atlanta. I don't see them beating Alabama. So it's like, I don't think it could be them. Can Notre Dame do enough to be the number two team in the ACC? Like, uh, I don't know, maybe. And is there, I mean, if there is a team in the Big Ten that's number two, are they in a situation to where they can be that that number four team in the country. Can Penn State or Michigan do that? I mean, you'd be able to answer the Michigan question way better than I could. I mean, I think what has to happen if that's the case is, assuming Ohio State goes undefeated in the nine games, Yeah, you would need the other team to have just one loss. That one loss would have to be to Ohio State, and it would have to be a close loss, mm-hmm. right? You, you can't go into – no one, I don't think, is going to be able to make it into the college football – excuse me, college football playoff with – Like, yeah, we got one loss, but we lost by 30 points to Ohio State. It can't be like that. So that's going to be the big thing. Penn State's shown that they can hang with Ohio State for three quarters of a game. Michigan doesn't seem like it wants to come out of the locker room at halftime against the Buckeyes. So I'm not really sure, uh, you know, how you would be able to get that consideration other than, hey, find a way to keep it close. Uh, Make sure that you uh, win the rest of your games. I'm not. I don't even think that's a given for either Penn State or Michigan. So, uh, but that's the way you get in: is keep it close, show that you can compete with Ohio State, and as long as you take care of the business, otherwise, I mean, you got a great shot. 
Well, Isaiah, always fun chatting with you, brother. I look forward to this every single week. Where can people find you? Find me at uh, wolverineswire.usatoday.com, Twitter at Isaiah Hole, uh, or Lockdown Wolverines Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby, and you can find me every day on Locked On Auburn. Our friends within the Locked On Podcast Network will be with you tomorrow right here on this show. Be sure to tune in then. You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.